Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer, Matt LaMarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty well. Uh, ready to get into this NBA draft stuff. I love NBA draft season. Yeah, it's a great time of year. Uh, I mean, you know me. I love all drafts. I, I even checked out the MLB draft a couple weeks ago. So I'm, I'm in for drafts. Uh, NBA is always a good one. Uh, before we get into the show, I just want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass by subscribing through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, MyBookie has a ton of great NBA draft props for you to bet on. Not quite as uh, as flush as the NFL draft, but obviously, uh, you know, there's a, a pretty steep, I'd say, decline in popularity. You know, people obviously care about the NBA draft, but the NFL draft is like a extravaganza you know the nba is it's just one night 60 players um you know and uh i think a, a lot of fans definitely are into it yeah the only thing that's tough these days is that it's a lot of you know foreign players which is hard for some casual fans to get behind because they don't really have any idea who they are and uh you know with the one and done thing you know they, they, there's very few players i feel like that the casual fan has watched for a long time and has become, you know, like accustomed to as they have with in college football. Yeah. And that'll probably continue to get worse because, uh, all the rumors pretty much say that the one done thing will be gone within Good. the next like few years. Yeah. I'm definitely happy about it. Uh, so it's, but it seems like then, you know, unless you have like a LeBron James type of like high school megastar, uh, you will likely not see a lot of the best players in the draft before the draft happens. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, let's be honest. Like the only people that the one and done rule benefits is NBA GMs. You know, like it does maybe make their job a little bit easier. But if you're a kid that what you're going to do is play basketball for the rest of your life and you want to just not go through the whole facade of going to school for a year and, you know, pretending to go to class or whatever, like I think that you totally should be able to do that. And if not, and you need the time to develop, then you should go to college and, and you should have to make a commitment to whatever school you go to. So I think it's going to be perfect. I think it's it's going to be really smart. Even if you don't want to go to college, there'll be other options like going to the G League, I think will be more, you know, uh, viable for some of these kids. So I think I think it's going to be good for everybody, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Adam Silver is trying to figure out a way to kind of make everyone happy. Like he's he checks out Avi. Years that no one else really, I feel like, investigates. So basketball's in good hands. Top commission um, out there. The, oh, 100%. So, uh, you know, the number one pick, not a ton of drama here. Uh, if you look at the odds posted on my bookie, DeAndre Ayton, uh, center from Arizona, he's minus 1,500 to go first. 
Uh, the rest of the board is pretty thin. It's Luka Doncic, uh, the uh, you know overseas wing player. He's five to one to go first, and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is forty to one. Uh, if you wanted to take the field for whatever reason, that's plus twelve hundred. So, uh, you know, the odds here are are pretty much pointing you directly at Aiton. Uh, do you see value in any of this? I think the only situation where it isn't Aiton is if this pick somehow gets traded. Like, you know, there's been some rumors that. Phoenix could shop the number one pick to get Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the only, you know, downside with that is who knows if Kawhi Leonard actually wants to go to Phoenix. I would think no. And if yeah, he doesn't, no. you, you know, you don't give up the number one pick for a guy for one year. So, uh, I think that these odds are appropriate. You know, Aiton's going to be the guy, I think. Um, but that said, I wouldn't lay the 1500. I think there's, there's better places to make money without having to risk so much here. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, like, if I was going to go anywhere, like, I feel like maybe I'd go Jaron Jackson, uh, just because I have heard some things like that seem like, like Phoenix is interested. Like, it doesn't seem like Phoenix is interested in, in Luca at all. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Uh, so like, I guess in theory, like, Jackson could be like the Baker Mayfield esque, like, He's 40 to one now. And like by this time tomorrow, someone's tweeted that he's going first and he's like minus one, you know, minus 500 or something. But, uh, I'm with you. I think it's probably best to just stay away. Yeah. It seems pretty locked in that it's going to be Aiden, aka the new Puma, the new face of Puma. So <laughs> yeah. The only face of Puma. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, and we'll see how that works out. I mean, he's obviously got a tremendous amount of offensive potential. I think that. You know, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Carl Anthony Towns watching him. Um, he's going to have to develop a bit defensively. Otherwise, he's going to get scored on at will, basically, just like Carl Anthony Town does. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think ultimately I'm fine with Phoenix taking Aiden here. I would prefer to see Doncic. You know, I think that, you know, both of us believe that he's the best player in this draft, but, you know, I don't think that Aiden is like an egregious reach or anything like that. No, definitely not. But it is kind of weird that like all the I, I don't include myself in this, obviously, but all like the sharp people on like NBA Twitter, like they all like Luca, and uh, it seems like you know them, and we'll talk about the Kings next. Like a bunch of these teams are like not even interested, which is just pretty wild. Yeah, I don't, I don't personally get it. I mean, the guy was the the MVP of the second best basketball league in the world at 19 years old, arguably the most accomplished. 19 year old in the history of basketball you know like you can make an argument that there's been more hyped young players obviously but none of them have accomplished what what Doncic did this year at Real Madrid so yeah I don't get it but you know it's gonna work out well for whichever team ultimately gets him I think yeah we have more Luca talk right here because his uh his over under on my bookie is two and a half uh, so pretty much is he gonna go three or later or two or sooner um, the over is minus 320. The under is plus 240. You know, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think that the over is the correct bet here. I mean, it sounds like the Kings are pretty committed to Marvin Bagley Jr. now with the second pick. And, uh, to me, that is a little bit egregious. Like, I, I think Marvin Bagley, like, we talk about empty stats guys, you know, like, he's going to be a guy that, that could potentially give you 20 and 10, 20 points, 10 rebounds, but I don't see him you know, being a real contributor on an NBA team at this point, you know, like 
He's not going to defend at all. He's not going to protect the rim at all. And those are basically the two things that you want the most from a modern big man at this point. So we'll see. You know, he he needs to still develop a little bit as a shooter, I think. Um, But again, like, yeah, he, he could... He could very well win Rookie of the Year and be a disappointment at the same time, I think, because he is going to contribute a lot with offensive numbers. And the one plus, I guess, for Marvin Bagley is that he has embraced the idea of playing in Sacramento, which I don't think a lot of people really would at this point. So um, that 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 is one reason, I guess, why they, they feel comfortable reaching for him at two, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess it's like one of those things where you know, you're looking around. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, like, if, uh, like I feel like not one of those guys, you know, most popular with the women, like myself, and uh, <laughs> in like high school, you look around the room a little. Sometimes you look around the room, and it's just like, you know, if someone's just if someone's interested, you just right. latch on. If, you know, if, like if, that's, if I can bag the seven, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass it up for you know having a shot to go talk to the ten. Yeah, I, I mean, it. you know what? And it's, I can respect, a, I can respect the Kings fair, knowing what they're about. That is a fair analogy, Anthony. Yeah. I respect that too a whole lot more because you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to know what you're about. Um, so, uh, you know, with all that said, I mean, Bagley, if you looked at his, uh, his prop for the draft, I mean, he's five to one to go under. Obviously, it's a lot of juicy at the lay, but it does seem like a bit of a lock. It seems like almost, uh, you know, the odds, like the true odds of him going second are actually better than that. So is that is that worth throwing some money on? I'd rather just bet Doncic over 2.5 if I was going to do that. You know, you, you save some some juice that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, these props essentially go hand in hand. Uh, I doubt you're able to parlay them. But if you could, that would obviously be a, a, a super sharp thing to do. Yep, makes a lot of sense. Great advice. Uh, now the draft opens up, I guess, a little bit. I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr., his over-under is set at three and a half. The over is favored, minus 180, under plus 150. Uh, what do you think, uh, J, J, I don't know, J-Cubed? Is that, can we go with that as a nickname? Yeah, I think people are calling him J3 or, or I don't know. You know, J-Cubed J works for me. Let's, let's stick with the math. You know, you're the math guy. We got to keep it math-centric on this show. So I like the cube. <laughs> um, it really depends, you know, on what you think the Hawks are going to do at three. I think that's the first spot in this draft that is really up for debate. Um, wait, Woj has said that the Hawks like Luca. Um, I think that, you know, if I was doing a mock draft, I would have Luca at three and Jaron Jackson, uh, potentially at four. But again, four is another huge wild card spot. The Grizzlies could trade the pick. You know, nobody wants to go to Memphis, apparently, um, which I find a little bit weird. Like, I would much rather go to Memphis than Sacramento, you know. I guess Sacramento is in California, but um, ultimately, I do think that Doncic will go third, which means that Jaron Jackson should be over here. Um, I, I think that the odds on this one are, are pretty appealing. I like minus 180, but again, it wouldn't be crazy, I think, if he went in the third spot. Um, we've, we've been talking a lot about these guys. I really like Jaron Jackson Jr. I think that he already is the kind of guy that people kind of expect Mo Bamba to become, which is a, a guy who can protect the rim and shoot three pointers. You know, like he was arguably the best rim protector in the league in college basketball last year and shot, uh, 40% from three point range. Now, 
obviously there is a bit of a transition going from the college pro to the MB or from uh, the college three to the NBA three. But I do think that Jackson has solid mechanics. Like I think he's going to be a really good player. I would have no problem with uh, Jackson being the third pick, but if that came at the expense of Luke, I do think it would be a mistake. So yeah, ultimately roundabout way of saying that I think if Memphis stays there and the first three picks go as the as I expect them to, then Jackson should be the fourth guy off the board. Yeah, and it's I don't know the whole thing is really interesting. Like a few things that you mentioned. Like first of all, nobody wanting to go to Memphis. Like Memphis isn't like this cold weather city. Like Memphis isn't Toronto. You know what I mean? Like. It, it's yeah. it's in Tennessee. Like you got great barbecue, great music. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, okay. You're not. Well, you're not keen on the country, but you know, some people like it. You got, uh, you know, two all stars already on your roster. Like I, I know that Conley and uh, Gasol have been banged up, and they are getting older. But you know, you have a, a chance to compete right away as a rookie. Uh, so I feel like it must be like a a personnel or coaching thing. Like maybe some people have talked to some of these kids and said like that it's just not a bad place to uh, not a good place to work I mean, that's like the only thing i can really think of because you know it's a pretty good spot like memphis is the kind of memphis is the only team i think like in this top three or four where like if they got significant contributions from the guy that they take in the in the draft like in the top five uh that they could be like a 40 or 50 win team like pretty quickly oh i to- i totally agree because you know they have, they obviously ended up finishing really really poorly but they were brutalized with injuries when they had Conley and Gasol last year they weren't bad so if those guys come back healthy and they can get an impact player I agree I think that they could find themselves back into playoff contention next year so let's get to uh a you know a guy that's been a favorite in, in our in our chat you know our best friend uh John he's all about Mo Bamba over under five and a half the overs plus 175 under is minus 220 uh, you know, this guy, this is someone who's been, you know, talked about as potentially a Rudy Gobert plus threes, which uh, obviously is enticing. But, you know, what do you think of Bamba? I'm out on Bamba. I uh, I just want to throw that out on the record. I, I love how he gets talked about as, quote unquote, a theoretical three point shooter. Um, I don't get that at all. <laughs> like he can either shoot threes or he can't shoot threes. Right. Like there shouldn't. This shouldn't be something with a middle ground. You know, he was 27.5% from three-point range in college, but everybody says, like, he has the potential to add a three-point shot. You know, sure, that's probably true. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) From now on, I'd like to be referred to as a theoretical bodybuilder, Anthony, okay? Just because I don't have what you would call muscles at this point, all right? I have the frame to put them on. You know, like potentially I could be a monster in the gym. So that's how I'm going to start referring to myself as a theoretical bodybuilder slash weightlifter. Cause that's what I feel like Bomb is getting away with right now. And I don't like it. Um, yeah. That being said, he can protect the rim. Uh, he has the longest wingspan in the history of the NBA combine at like 8.2, 8 feet, 2 inches or something stupid like that. So I think that, you know, the worst case scenario is you'll get a guy who can stand in the paint and block shots and finish around the rim potentially. So I don't hate him. I just think that the hype on him might be a little overblown at the moment. Um, that said, we're, we're not really talking about what I think about the players. We're talking about draft betting value. And I think that the over here could have some potential at plus 175. So 
I think that the top four will be the four guys that we have previously mentioned. Aiton, Doncic, Bagley, and Jackson in some order. So that really just leaves the fifth pick with Dallas. And I think that they could go in a number of different directions here. So I don't think Bamba is necessarily a lock. You know, they've been uh, rumored to like Michael Porter Jr. And, you know, they're they're so desperate for a superstar that I think they could make sort of a home run cut and reach for Porter. Um, they could trade the pick. You know, there are a host of teams that want to move up into the draft. And Dallas, I think, needs to try and accumulate as many assets as possible. So I think there is some value here with over at plus 175 because I don't think Bamba is like a lock top five prospect at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. And it does seem like a lot of the teams that, uh, you know, pick a little a little later that are trying to move up, like they seem to be really interested in Porter. Like I haven't really heard anybody say that they want to move up for Bamba. Like a lot of the reports you read are, you know, Michael Porter. Uh, maybe a Wendell Carter, but like I, mostly I would say Porter is the guy that I've heard about teams moving up. And like you said, that top four seems so solid. Um, with you, I could definitely see Bamba moving out and it is pretty interesting. Like the theoretical, the theoretical shooting. Um, <laughs> right. I, I, whoever coined that term honestly is, is pretty funny. Like <laughs> it has to be an agent. Oh, he, he can't shoot yet, but you know what? He's a theoretical shooter. Now <laughs> take him in the top five and pay me my money. Yeah, because, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, Jackson, who we were just talking about, like, he took 2.73s a game in college. Like, that's pretty significant for a big guy. And he shot 40%, like you mentioned. Um, you know, the volume isn't even there with Bamba. Like, it's not like Bamba's, like, jacking up all these threes and they're just, like, not going in. And we could say, oh, like, you know, fix one thing in his mechanics, but he has it in his range. You know, like, he's only taking, like, 1.23s a game. So, there's not really like this huge. Right. And he was only 68% from the free throw line as well. So it's not like right. you can say, oh, his me- mechanics are there. He's just got to extend the range. Like he's just not a great shooter at this point, which is fine. But, you know, somehow it got worked into his profile that he's got this shooting ability. And again, maybe he's going to hit the gym hard and it'll come. But as of right now, it's just fluff in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. But uh, what's not fluff? Is all that my book you can offer you as your, uh, you know, your, your quality from home, home office, wherever you are, mobile site. Uh, you know, you should be betting at my bookie. Join me and thousands of other online players. You can join my co-host, Matt Lamarca. And we can bet together all at, uh, mybookie.ag. If you're sick and tired of getting the runaround when asking for a payout, come and join my bookie today. I would only recommend a service that has been good to me and my listeners. So I'm telling you to make your way to my bookie. You win and they pay and they pay fast without any hassles. You're absolutely wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting. So you can take, uh, you know, an opportunity at betting after tip off. That's definitely something that we love doing. Uh, join now and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use promo code laying the points to activate this special offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Uh, let's get into some of these other over-unders here. Michael Porter Jr., who we were just talking about before the break, his over-under is set at six and a half. Uh, and it's minus 120 either way. So Michael Porter, you know, seems like a true, uh, kind of swing spot here in the draft. Um, you know, what do you make of Porter, Matt? And what do you think about his chances about going in that like six, seven, eight range? Yeah, I think that he will certainly go no later than seven. Um, I think that, you know, if he does fall to seven, Chicago should scoop him up. 
That said, I think that there's a good chance that he goes before that. I think that someone out there is going to become enamored with this guy's potential, and it's an easy story to tell yourself, right? You know, this is a guy who arguably would have been the first pick in the draft last year, but has struggled with some injuries, and because of that, now you're getting him at a little bit of a discount. So if you're a team like the Mavericks, you know, like the Bulls, like the Magic, who are really desperately looking for a superstar, it's easy to tell yourself, okay, like this is this is the guy. You know, we could have this is a guy who could have gotten number one this year. We're getting him at five or we're getting him at six. And, you know, you just hope that he stays healthy because he he does figure to be a really good player when on the court. He's got great range on his jump shot. Um definitely seems like he can fill it up at the NBA level. But you never like, obviously, back injuries for a kid this young. Like, back in, a bad back is something that you don't really fix. So, hopefully, I, I'm really rooting for the kid. Uh, there was a time where I thought the Knicks might have a chance for him at 9, and I was very excited about that. But those days seem long gone. So, uh, yeah, I think overall under 6.5 makes sense for me here. I think that he's in the discussion for the fifth pick for sure. Yeah, like I... I'm with you on like rooting for him because, you know, like you said, you don't want to see the guys get, uh, you know, kind of ruined by injury. I certainly would be very, very afraid to draft him, but it seems like a lot of these teams aren't. And, you know, Porter seems like the only guy that has a realistic shot to maybe crack that top four. Uh, so there is like, I think a bunch of value here in betting the under just because, you know, he could go four, he could go five, he could go six. Uh, I think that all those spots are very realistic. Um, you know, and, and some of these teams that pick later, uh, especially a team like the Clippers who have two picks. Uh, I could see them trying to to come up strong and, and try to make a play here for Porter as well. Uh, so I, you know, I, unless a team like the Magic is just like locked in, unless like the Magic have already told Trey Young, like we're taking you, uh, I'm not really sure that he makes it past six. So I, I will go under. Uh, let's talk about Trey Young because his over under is set at seven and a half. Over is even money and the under is minus 130. Uh, the team picking seven is the Bulls that you mentioned, uh, and the Magic pick sixth. So, I mean, I'm not really sure I believe that he gets past those guys because they do seem really interested in Trey Young. Uh, but what do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I personally think the Magic would be making a huge mistake to not take him at six. You know, you look at the way their roster is constructed with Aaron Gordon and, and Jonathan Isaac as their two real building blocks at this point. And you need someone who can score the ball, but score the ball from deep in particular. You know, he's going to theoretically give them the floor spacing that this team has really lacked for, I don't know, almost a decade now. And he's a, he's proven to be a really good distributor, you know, led the NCAA in both scoring and assists per game last year. So, uh, the, the knocks on him are the turnovers, which I think is very overblown, you know, like, if you have a ball in your hand that much, you're going to turn the ball over. Like, if you look at the NBA turnover leaders, it's LeBron James, it's James Harden, Russell Westbrook, all guys that you don't care about their turnovers because they're handing out a million assists and scoring points. Like, you you live with that. The bigger concern is the defensive ability and his size. You know, he's only 6'2", um, and he could definitely end up getting abused on that end of the court. 
I personally think that he's offensively capable enough where that won't matter. But I think the GMs are going to look at it and say, you know, he doesn't provide enough on that end of the court to be worth an early pick. So I've gone back and forth on this. Uh, I am going to tentatively take the under, and I actually made a prop bet with one of the Action Network guys, uh, Brian Mears, about this. I'm already on the under 7.5, and he has the over, but I wouldn't be super shocked if he ended up falling past it on draft day. Yeah, I mean, the turnovers thing, I totally agree with you. Like, it's very similar to me with the, like, drops in football. Like, all the guys who drop the most passes are the guys who get the most targets. Like, that's just how it goes. You know, you you can only drop balls that are thrown to you. Uh, so I'm with you on the turnovers, uh, and I'm with you on the under. I also love, like, the, uh, the action network slack bets that you get. Like, I think that's, that's the best action. We have a whole slack channel devoted to side bets at this point. So I love it. Yeah. As expected, by the way, that's that's exactly <laughs> that's what you expect from that's the action. on brand. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Same over under as Trey Young, uh, but this looks a little tighter, just a smidge. The over is minus one ten, and the under is minus one twenty. Uh, you know, another big guy. That's kind of like the theme of the draft. I feel like is all these bigs. Um, but what do you think about Carter's chances? He seems to me like a guy that maybe goes a little bit later. Yeah, so I think this is a very exploitable prop right now. Um, If I was picking in the top seven, I would be all over Wendell Carter Jr. I think he is arguably the safest player in this whole draft, maybe outside of Luka, but um, it doesn't seem like he has much of a market right now in the top seven. Like, I think he would be a perfect fit next to um, Larry Markkinen in Chicago, but I think the way that, that... I have the draft falling, and the way that these props kind of set up, it seems like Mo Bamba might be available at seven for the Bulls, and I think that they will certainly take him over Wendell Carter Jr. And then if he gets past seven, there's really not a team that that has a a huge need for a big man picking at that point. So I think he could be a surprising faller. Um, but again, I love this guy's game. I think that he's. You know, the comp that gets thrown around a lot is Al Horford. I think that makes sense. You know, he's got no real weakness in his game. He's he's a wide body, can play defense, shoot the three a little bit. So I really think that whoever gets Wendell Carter w- will be getting a steal, and I would love the Knicks to take a look at him at nine. But I do think that there is a lot of value right now with over minus 110 with him. Well, I mean, you can forget the Knicks because they're just going to take another point guard that can't shoot. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm with you on the over. Uh, it, it is kind of funny. Like, I feel like, you know, Al Horford, I feel like is pretty underrated. You know, they call him like average Al. So like, I, I guess it makes sense. Whoever that, like, calls him that is dead wrong. Oh, I know. But like, that's why people like, it's just not flashy. You know, sometimes when your game's not flashy, people don't notice, but you just ball. Like Al Horford, like, I think the thing that uh, Kevin O'Connor said on one of the Ringer podcasts is like, oh no, it was Zach Lowe, I think. He said like Al Horford like broke like every team's pick and roll defense in the playoffs like because he's just so versatile he's, he's just so just, good yeah. you know like you don't account for like kind of all the skills that he has and that you know that's carter so that's cool he might be the um, captain of the all underrated team and that's why i have no problem i would take him you know we were, we were talking again off air and i have him rated as my fourth best prospect in this draft so i would have no problem taking him really outside of the top three because again, if you're getting an Al Horford type, like, wouldn't you be fine taking Al Horford with the fourth pick of the draft? Like, 
I, I don't know. I would much rather have him than, you know, the unproven theoretical shooting of Mo Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Mo Bamba's sexier, so he'll probably go before him in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally look forward to Carter, like, going after the Knicks and it just being, like, another year of, like, oh, Knicks should have taken, you know, Knicks could have Porzingis, they could have Donovan Mitchell, they could have Wendell Carter, but instead they have two point guards that can't shoot. <laughs> and a guy, yeah, and a guy who's not, maybe not going to play because he broke his knee. <laughs> yep, it, it's just it's just classic Knicks, full Knicks. Um, so now you have Mikael Bridges. Uh, this is the Bridges from Villanova, title winning Villanova. Uh, his over under is set at eleven and a half. Over is minus one seventy five. Under is one forty five. Uh, just real quick before you go on this mat, like I kind of feel like he doesn't make it past Philly at ten. Uh, I'd be really surprised, I think, if he made it past them, just because the three and D seems like exactly the kind of players that Philly needs to surround their stars. Um, so I, I don't, I, I'm really curious to know like what it would take to get Bridges to fall past ten, and the over under, you know, gives you an extra pick there with a, a, eleven. So I, I really like the under here with the juice, uh, with the odds that you get, the plus odds. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the under is a good bet here. Um, that being said, what I think could hold Bridges back is the fact that he's 22 years old already. Um, you know, if, if let's just say, you know, the draft again, that we're kind of theoretically mock drafting here, we'll have the Bulls taking Bamba at seven, um, at eight Cleveland. Uh, let's just give them Wendell Carter Jr. for the sake of uh, Good sim- players. Yeah, simplicity. <laughs> and then the Knicks will take Colin Sexton because they love taking point guards who can't shoot. So now we're at the 10 pick, right? Um, I think Bridges would make a lot of sense to Philly, but I could also see them talking themselves into Kevin Knox from Kentucky, who uh, has been a big-time riser recently and is a similar type player, but he's only 18 as opposed to 22. So NBA teams love projecting, you know, upside. Um, I think that they can look at a guy like Kevin Knox and say that by the time he's 22, it's entirely possible that he's a better basketball player than Bridges, you know, definitely a little bouncier, has more athleticism. So I could see Philly going in that direction, especially since they've proven, well, at least in old ownership, they were willing to prove that, um, you know, they're playing the long game. So I think that there's a chance that, that Bridges does slip out of the top 12. Um, but again, with the odds that you're laying, I, I do like the idea of getting the plus 145 because Knox could go earlier. You know, Knox could go uh, earlier and then uh, Bridges could go to the Knicks. Bridges could go to Philly. Like, I think there are a few potential landing spots for him before the 12th pick in the draft. So uh, I like the the juice on the under. But again, like, I don't think that it's set in stone here that he's a top 10 pick. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm definitely with you on age stuff. I'm definitely an ageist. When it comes to uh, draft prospects, like I'm big on age when it comes to football, so it makes sense to be that way for basketball. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that that definitely has to factor in, you know, like I, I think people thought that Mikel Bridges would have been a lottery pick last year also, so maybe that helps him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the age definitely matters. Yeah, and I just want to throw it out there. He can ball. Like he can play for my team any day. Like he's the prototypical 3 and D type wing. Um, he's going to be able to contribute to an NBA team from day one. So I think wherever he ultimately goes, it's going to be a good pick. I just think that knowing how the NBA works, 
they tend to become enamored with upside, and I think Bridges could fall a little bit for that reason. All right, well, Miles Bridges out of Michigan State has the same over-under, slightly uh, higher odds. So uh, you got to lay 2-1 to on the over, and he's plus 150 under. This one, to me, is a lot tougher just because I feel like Bridges doesn't have like a – there's not like a team that I would say like this team is definitely drafting Miles Bridges, at least not in the top 11. So uh, what do you think about – uh, his chances to to hit the under on that prop with the, with the good juice, and uh, if you think he goes later, would you lay the uh, the two to one? I don't like this line. I mean, this is a tough one for me. I do think ultimately he goes over eleven point five. I think he would make a lot of sense for the the Clippers if they end up, you know, staying put with one of their two picks at twelve and thirteen. I think would make a lot of sense. But yeah, I don't I don't see a landing spot for him in the top eleven unless it's going to be the 11th pick to the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, I, I think he could go there, but again, like I think more than likely he's going over here. So uh, I would lean that direction, but if I'm going to lay the minus 200, there are other props that I think are safer in this draft. You know, like I, I would rather lay the minus 180 for Jaron Jackson going over 3.5 or even go up and lay the minus 320 for Doncic going uh, over 2.5. All right. Now, there are some additional props at my bookie. You can bet on uh, Jalen Brunson, Grayson Allen, and Gary Trent Jr., uh, their chances of being drafted in the first round. So that's the top 30 picks. Uh, Brunson is minus 145 uh, as yes. Grayson Allen, minus 150. And uh, Trent is minus 130. Uh, Which of these guys do you think – get taken in the first round, Matt? And are you willing to bet any of them? Yeah, I think that um, Gary Trent Jr., I think for sure is going to be a second round pick. Um, So I like that plus 100 on no. Uh, I feel pretty good about that one. The the other two are tougher. Um, I think Grayson Allen of the three is the guy who I feel best on being a first round pick. If I had to handicap these, I would say yes on Allen. And then no on Brunson and no on Gary Trent Jr. The one that I like the best for betting purposes is Gary Trent Jr. on no. So that's that's probably going to be a prop that I do indulge in. I also might lean on Brunson no because, you know, again, like going back to what we were just talking about, these NBA teams want upside, you know. And when we get into the latter uh, and, you know, the back end of the first round, I think it's much easier to convince yourself that, you know, taking a younger guy in four years or whatever, maybe he'll be better than Brunson is right now. Because that's the thing about Brunson is while he was excellent in college, he's pretty much a finished a, a finish product at this point. So I think he's going to be a guy who hangs around in the NBA for a long, long time. But I also don't think there's going to be a ton of teams lining up the draft. Head. See, it's interesting because I, uh, I kind of like the tragic Brunson. Um you know, he took five three five point three threes a game this year, and he shot forty one percent. So a pretty clear skill set that I think NBA teams can use right away. I mean, this is a guy who's a, a Wooden Award winner, an Smith Award winner, uh, you know, NCAA All Tournament. Uh, so you know, big chops on this guy. He's produced in big games, uh, and that's why I kind of feel like he's maybe a an option for one of these teams that are picking later in the first round. Uh, you know, because these are the playoff teams that are maybe just looking to add. One last guy to the rotation, one last guy uh, to the end of the bench, you know, to kind of get them over the hump or to just even be like a, a stopgap guy uh, in certain sets. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, 
obviously overreacting, but like I just keep flashing back to like the Warriors uh, in like that Houston series when like Quinn Cook is like taking big shots at the end of the game because Iguodala's hurt. Like I just feel like I would much rather have a guy like Brunson taking that shot who like has experience in big games and is like a pretty accomplished three point shooter. Um, but obviously like you're hanging your hat on like one or two teams at that point. So, um, I certainly am not betting yes though, because the next prop, uh, is based on the number of Villanova players that we drafted in the first round. Uh, one is 10 to one, two is even money. Three is plus 125, uh, and four or more is plus 750. And we can talk a little bit more about this prop in a second, but, uh, you know, obviously Bridges is going to go in the first round. I think, uh, DiVincenzo is a lock to go in the first round. Uh, so you're really, if you bet three, like you're really just betting like on if Jalen Brunson makes it in the first round and that's plus 125. So like if I'm going to bet Brunson, I'd rather just bet three Nova guys to go in the first round at plus 125, uh, four or more is plus 750. And I, I don't really think that Amari Spellman makes it into the first round. I don't really see a reason why it would. I mean, he can shoot threes, uh, but he's kind of like a tweener. He's, he, he really kind of played center for them, but he's six foot nine. So he's really a forward. Uh, I don't really know if he's an NBA first rounder. So you know, if I'm going to bet Brunson, I'm just going to bet three Nova guys to go plus 125. Yeah, I I, I was going to bring that up as well. I think that that's a sharp bet. I would be shocked if Spellman snuck into the the first round. So um, yeah, I agree. Like if you're going to bet the yes prop here on Brunson, just take the three on the Villanova guys. And again, like if you're going to bet two Nova guys, just bet no on Jalen Brunson. So that's that's classic, you know, shopping for value with your lines. And I think it's it's a smart way to look at it. Um, going back kind of to, to Brunson, which we were talking about, like, what do you think his ceiling is? Like, can he be a starting point guard in the NBA? Uh, I'd say probably not. He's probably like a third guard at best. Yeah. So th- I kind of agree with that. And I think that it's it's kind of hard to talk yourself into a guy who is not going to start for you really at any point as a first round pick. That's really the only thing. And I think that a lot of NBA teams feel the same way, which is why you'll see a bunch of other point guards go in front of him because, you know, maybe they have the upside to be a starting point guard. And worst case scenario is, you know, maybe they'll end up on my bench and and that's already what Brunson would have been anyway. Now we know that line of thinking is flawed. You know, a lot of these guys are going to be straight busts. And we're going to look back and say maybe Brunson should have gone in the first round. But that's just kind of how the NBA draft works at this point. Yeah, it makes sense. I just – there's going to be like some guy – I mean, I guess there's always like a Euro that I never heard of that ends up being pretty good. But like I, I – you know, the college players that go like really late, unless they're like super accomplished, I feel like they just never end up being that good. Like if they were good – if they had real upside, like if they had – upside that we thought they would hit they would have been lottery picks that's always how that's always how i feel yeah Uh, sometimes it's not true obviously but makes sense he could very he could very well be like frank mason you know frank mason went in the second round to the kings and he was arguably better than De'Aaron fox was at at times last year so i think that um yeah he's going to be a a solid pro but again i i I think that he's not going to end up in the first round all right. Um, do you have any takes on the on the Nova bet, or do you want to just get to the uh, picks of the week? Yeah, I liked I like two at plus one hundred. Um, I love Dante Divincenzo, and I think he's going to um, be a riser in this draft. I mean, he has a prop bet up right now, eighteenth or better, nineteenth or worse. Um, there's 
pretty good odds on the 18th or better plus 155. I think that's a really fair, um, you know, sort of like approximation where he's going to go. You know, I've seen a lot of mocks with him in the late 20s. I don't think he's going to be around for that long. You know, he was a big game player in college, can shoot the ball, which is obviously super important in today's NBA, and uh, tested better than expected at the combine. You know, like he's a better athlete than you think. So I, I totally expect him to go early 20s or potentially even into the teens. Um, I might throw a speculative little bet here on 18th or better at plus 155 because I do think he's going to be a riser. Um, but I don't feel super great about that. You know, if it was like over under 22, I would feel much better about, uh, putting some money on the under here. Yep. And the fact that that prop is so high, like the fact that that prop is basically like mid first round is why like at least two Nova guys is like a lot, a a lot. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into the, uh, book it, my bookie picks of the week, Matt, uh, what are you recommending for the listeners this week? Yeah, so if you just want locks, you got to talk Luka Doncic over 2.5. Like, I think that at this point, as sad as it is, that's a lock. And it's, you know, minus 320 is, you know, pretty heavy juice. But it's not that much if you really think about it. You know, like, you're laying 3.2 to 1. That's a roughly 33% investment. No, 30%, whatever. If you were to, you know, if, if your stock guy was to call you up and say, Oh, I got this, this, uh, you know, hot stock that's going to net you 30% in a day, like you would be psyched about that. So that's how I'm looking at this. Like, I think minus 320 is a really fair price to pay on Doncic right now, considering that the first two picks seem pretty much locked in. Uh, if you're looking for something with a little bit of a better payout, I also really like Bamba over 5.5. Um, I think that he's going to end up falling outside of the top five, just given the way that, uh, you know, we see the top, top four falling. The only way I see Bamba going fifth is if Dallas ends up trading down. Um, the Clippers supposedly do like Bamba. So maybe they move up to five and, and take him. But I think if the draft stays the way it currently is constructed, Bamba falls outside of the top five picks. All right. I, I mean, you know, I'd love to get a little bit. I like that. I like that uh, analogy, by the way, with the stocks. You know, that's, I think that's how you got to look at some of these, uh, you know, very likely to hit heavy juice bets. You know, just collect your money where you can. Uh, it's still, you know, a good ROI on the single bet when it hits. Uh, and, it, you know, if you feel like it's a, a really, uh, you know, high probability event, like you should just take it, you know, don't be afraid of the, of the high odds. That's a, that's definitely a leak in my game. Cause I don't, I don't really bet those enough. Yeah. I um, mean, we talk all the time, all the time about the Mayweather fight. Like if this, if this podcast was in, was in production during the Mayweather McGregor fight, like I would have, I would have begged and pleaded the listeners, like liquidate your assets and dump them into this fight. Now, I don't feel that confident about uh, Doncic going outside of the top two. Like, I'm not going to the bank and asking for a small business loan like I did with, uh, <laughs> with the McGregor fight. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, it's for sure going to be a, a bet that I have a few units invested in. And I, I'm going back to Mikel Bridges, uh, under 11.5, plus 
plus 145. You know I love to get a little bit of plus money when I can. You love the plus money. Uh, and I just I just feel really confident that Bridges ends up being a top 10 pick. So I'm going to take the under here. I think that this is a really shocking line. I mean, sometimes when these lines are shocking, it's because they end up being not what you think. But uh, this was plus 165, like not even 24 hours ago. So uh, I feel like it is kind of trending in the direction of him, you know, going under. So I'm going to recommend the under for the listeners. Hopefully we can get a streak going. Had, you know, had hey, some had some success back, at the baby. open. Yeah, you're coming back and I have headed in the wrong direction. I lost with Uruguay today. I laid two goals with them, and honestly, like they got, they were severely outpossessed. I feel like by Saudi Arabia, which <laughs> doesn't bode well for them moving forward in this tournament. But hey, they got the win, so good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Uh, all right, great. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Laying the Points, brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code laying the points. For Matt Lamarco, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.